Hello, it's a Sunday again. My name is Kui Mang and welcome to my podcast, The Truth About Us, a channel where you will hear about the everyday things that you know very well, but discussed in a way that gives you more control over your own life. Before I start, please allow me to bring this important message to your attention. Do you know that if you believe in God and you pray for a solution to your problem, the answer will come to you either instantly or take longer, depending on where you think God is? If you think God is away from you, somewhere out there on a mountain or in another country, then you will feel justified having to wait longer for the answer to come, because of the distance involved. And yet, if you believe that God is within you, then you will find the answers immediately through the things you already have. Your thoughts, through the things you can do already, wherever you are, and through the people and things around you. Please put that at the back of your mind as we proceed with our topic for today. And the topic for today is, how far is your happiness from you? Now, Do you ever feel like everyone else around you is going on with their lives while you are stuck in the same place? Do you know why you are feeling that way? It is because you think you are chasing the same things they are chasing, and you measure your success the same way they do. Personally, I do not think it is fair to do that to yourself. Of course, there is nothing wrong with chasing after the same things that other people are also looking for. However, you need to know that people who end up being happy with the things they achieve are those who remember why those things were important in the first place. What are you chasing after? Money? Marriage? Being famous? Why is that important to you? Or is it because you believe every person of your age, your race, or your gender needs to aspire for that? There's nothing wrong with that either. But have you ever asked yourself just what it means to you to achieve that goal, and in what way your life would be better for it? We all want success. We wake up every day to do the things that would bring it ever closer to us. And the hope is that one day we would also be as successful as the people we compare ourselves to. However, very often we achieve our goals, but still fail to experience the happiness we hoped for. Disappointed, we turn around and chase after another thing, with the hope that it would be even more fulfilling than the one before. Unfortunately, the pattern continues to repeat itself and we go about doing too much just to be a little happy, accumulating many things and yet remaining unfulfilled. How many people do you know who already have all the things you are still aspiring for? And you look at what they have and think to yourself just how you could actually be happy with just half of all the things they have. How many of those people do you think are truly happy? If one of them were to tell you in confidence just how unhappy they are, even with all that they have, would you still want to achieve what they have? If you answer yes to this last question, then I congratulate you for knowing 
a very important piece of truth about the reality in which we live. And that truth is that we can all be in the same place, in the same circumstances, in the same church, the same party, or marching in the same street. But each person is there for their own reason. And their success or failure can only be measured according to the reason they set for themselves. We all know someone whom we think is successful in life, but who does not seem to be that happy themselves. We may wish to be where they are, while they themselves are wishing to be elsewhere. And we may even wonder why anyone could be so lacking in the appreciation of their own success. We only lack appreciation of our success whenever it holds no meaning to us. What is meaning? Meaning is a relevance to purpose. Our purpose in life is to be happy, and the meaning of anything that we ever achieve can only be measured by the extent to which it helps us to be happy. This is what makes it relevant to our lives. Nothing is ever meaningful if we cannot see how to use it for our happiness. We live in a society where standards and models are promoted as ideals to which we all have to subscribe. And this is the social contract as it is. We have models for success, such as having lots of money, driving an expensive car, or posting a well-edited video on YouTube. Most of them are based on appearances and not on their essence or the meaning behind them. We then choose to pursue them the same way that you choose a jacket on display at a boutique without knowing much else except just what we see of them. The failure to appreciate our goals when we finally achieve them starts at the beginning of our pursuit where we set those goals. We very often find ourselves pursuing goals that we don't even remember deciding to pursue them. And for that reason, we would not have had time to define to ourselves the meaning of those goals, exactly why it means so much to achieve them. Instead, we find ourselves already pursuing a goal as if automated into it, simply because of what we think society expects of us chasing after the same models as everyone else. This lack of awareness deprives us the opportunity to establish meaning as well as to align our goals to our needs, resulting in too much activity and effort and yet without much return in the form of happiness. The problem with chasing models is that they are standards and a standard is an average, not a specific value. So. Standards seek to address what everyone needs, whereas each of us has specific needs and we have to decide if we are going to chase after the generic needs, what makes everybody happy, or our specific needs, which would usually fall outside of the social models and standards. Let me hasten to clarify that we all live in a shared environment as people and pursue happiness as well as we each think we have the means to. But still, since we all live in a shared environment, we still have to strike a balance between our needs and those of other people. And we do that by ensuring that we continue to find our own happiness while also allowing others to find theirs. In other words, we live and we let live. 
Whenever we chase after a moral kind of happiness, we neglect our own needs in favor of the social needs. Hence, when we achieve the related happiness, it fails to fulfill us because it does not talk to our specific issues, but to the collective needs. So, to define what the goal means to us at the beginning when we set it, is to consider our specific situations and the needs we have. And finally, when we achieve our goal, it addresses those needs and makes us happy. To clarify our needs before we chase after any goal is essentially to declare to ourselves that we value the purpose more than the means, and that assertion keeps us focused on the meaning of the goal instead of being too preoccupied with the means to achieve it. This opens up the field for all the possible means to present themselves because we are not insisting on anyone in particular. We could then choose what we believe to be the most efficient means to achieve our goal and apply it. Very often, the means we ultimately use to achieve our goal may not even be one of those that were available at the beginning, but one that presented itself over time because we were mostly focused on the purpose and evaluating every available means according to it. So, instead of chasing after money, marriage, or possessions, we could start by defining specifically what our needs are. That is, what makes us want to have money? What makes us think getting married is important? Or why is it necessary to go on an expensive vacation to a faraway island? It is by defining these needs or why they are necessary that we become aware of the many other ways in which the same needs could still be met using some of the most efficient ways of doing so. We may then realize that money may not be necessary if we could find another way of getting whatever we want to buy with it. Marriage is not the only way that we could have a fulfilling relationship with another person and that sometimes it may be best to rent a house instead of buying one. Essentially, we can find peace of mind in other ways without necessarily following the models, methods or means that we tend to prescribe for ourselves. I have already mentioned the word efficient about a couple of times now in relation to happiness. How do the two relate? An efficient thing is anything that achieves its purpose without too much cost, whether those costs are money, efforts, distance, or time. With regard to happiness, efficiency means to find happiness as soon as we can, through those ways that are minimal and yet with a maximum effect, such as knowing how all the physical things you ever do in this world depend on your body, and for that reason, you take care of your body or consider all the things that your job allows you to do and to access, and for that reason, ensuring your job security. Every time we set a goal of happiness, we need to find the most efficient way of achieving it. Yes, we need to find a way to speed up the achievement of our happiness as much as we can. This is because the moment we define whatever would make us happy, to the moment we realize that happiness, the lag in between is our suffering. So, 
The longer this leg becomes, possibly because we are employing inefficient means of finding happiness, the longer our suffering becomes. Let's talk about this thing called suffering or the problems in our lives. What exactly are they? Problems are nothing other than the difficulties that we encounter along the way in our pursuit of happiness. They are the inefficiencies inherent to the pursuit of our goals. In other words, they are those things that we tend to put between ourselves and the beautiful things we want to achieve. They come in various ways, such as not knowing what is it we are pursuing, or why, or being indecisive, trying to achieve our goals through unsuitable means, making uninformed decisions, using the wrong way and getting lost, and more. In fact, everything that could cause a delay between the moment you decide to be happy and the moment we actually realize that happiness is a problem. But even with all that, one may wonder why we still choose to be inefficient whenever we resolve our problems. We take longer routes and follow difficult and time-consuming methods. This is often because of our false belief that the more effort and time we put into achieving something, the more worthy it must be. The same way that we believe that the more expensive something is, the higher its quality without considering how relative the concept of quality is, and that not everything that we work hard to achieve will end up being worthy. It is because of such beliefs that the difficulties in our lives tend to not be much about the things we want to do, but more about how we choose to do them. Stress is caused by severe delay in our happiness especially whenever we know what would make us happy but are not making any progress towards achieving it. Just like with all our problems, it is also caused by the inefficiencies in our pursuit of happiness, one of which is the belief that we do not have the means we need to achieve our goals and there is no other way available to help us reach this happiness. As a result, we fall into this perpetual state of unhappiness in which our needs are not met. The longer our happiness is delayed, the more stressful we become. Without any imminent relief to the unhappiness, we experience depression, a state in which we lose confidence in our ability to live up to the primary purpose of our lives. Think of any situation in which we believe there is only one way to resolve a problem, and look at how much effort we expend in that method. Even when it may not be the most efficient of all that are available. Think of that time when you became hungry and you insisted on resolving that by eating a specific food or dish. Let's say it was fish that you wanted. You then went around doing what you can to get the fish even when it may not be easy to find it. Maybe it's not available in the shops nearby or you don't have the money to buy it or you live in the middle of a desert far from the sea. And after a very long time and a lot of effort, you finally get the fish and resolve your hunger. Now, from the moment you became hungry until the moment you had food to eat, for as long as you were waiting for the fish to be available, you suffered. Because for that long, your happiness was delayed 
Someone who became hungry at the same time as you but ate whatever was already available to them may have resolved their hunger in about 10 minutes and then went on to do other things that make them happy. All while you worked hard wanting to address your hunger in some specific way. If someone were to ask you during that time as to what was prolonging your hunger and causing your suffering, it would not be easy to tell them that you were the cause of your own suffering by insisting on eating something that is not available while overlooking everything else that is. Can you think of other ways in which you suffer without realizing that you are the cause of that suffering and it can only stop when you stop causing it? Each of us is primarily responsible for how we define our own happiness and that happiness will either be instantly available or delayed according to the conditions that we set for ourselves. If we decide that we can recognize happiness only when it comes from certain people or at certain places by certain things or in certain ways, then we would ignore any happiness that does not come through any of these preferred ways. It is for that reason that we may refuse to laugh when someone we do not like makes a joke, even when the joke may be hilarious. On the other hand, if we believe that happiness is something that we define in our minds and for that reason, it can come in any form according to the meaning we attach to it, then happiness becomes as instant as we could attach its meaning to any form. And we could even laugh at a funny joke regardless of who made it and enjoy the good feeling that comes with it. This is how we manage to find happiness in or through anything that is already available around us. The sooner we realize that happiness is defined in our minds as the condition that we set for it, the sooner we realize that we can experience it whenever and wherever we are with whatever we have without having to wait long for it. This is how we move from a state of scarcity to being abundantly provided for. So, if you think you will only be happy when the new year begins, when you will then apply for a better job or when the conditions are more conducive, then let me inspire you and tell you that your happiness could actually be realized much sooner than that. Only if you could change your mind and the conditions you set for yourself and do all the things that you hope to do next year, this week, or even better, today. So, whenever you find yourself unhappy, before you blame anyone for doing this or not doing that, Simply ask yourself this, why do I expect my happiness to come only from that way? That is how you begin to review the conditions that you have set for yourself to be happy. Many of us are sitting in the middle of happiness, a place where everybody else wants to get to, but we are unable to realize it for ourselves because of those conditions. And all that we need to do is simply to decide which one is more important between the drama caused by these barriers and the happiness we need? That is all I wanted to say on this topic for today. Please like and subscribe and send me any comments you may have regarding anything that you hear on this podcast or that you read on my website and on my blog. For copies of my book, We Are God, The Power is Within Us, please go to my website 
onepp.xyz. That is onepp.xyz. Or find it on amazon.com. With all that, I thank you. Until next Sunday, have a great week in the meantime. Goodbye.